Welcome to the Kingdom Influencing Podcast, and I'm your host, Derek L. Calhoun. KIPP, for short, brings you an exclusive look at the nature of humanity as we interface with culture and society in and out of our relationship with God. It explores the unique and contrasting position of having a biblical worldview versus a secular or societal worldview. I will explore these topics using the powerful and dynamic tools of the didactic narrative, teaching a relevant truth through storytelling, biblical exposition, teaching Bible principles, and of course, real talk. My background scans a diversity of over 35 years of work in education, government, law, ministry, business development, and consulting, respectively. Each guest speaker will bring a variety of wisdom and insight to life topics and situations that we encounter on a daily basis. So all I need you to do now as listeners is to sit back and enjoy the podcast, spread the word about KIPP, the Kingdom Influencing Podcast, and I will be your host, Derek L. Calhoun. That's hashtag KIP, hashtag KIP. Help me to make KIP your favorite Friday podcast. Now, let's get started. Hey, 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 everyone. Welcome back to the Kingdom Influencing Podcast. Thank you, thank you very, very much for joining us in 2022. It's a new year. It's a new day. It's a new opportunity. It's a fresh start. Right now, today, the first Friday of the new year, God is releasing new mercies. God is releasing new expectations. God is releasing his grace. God is releasing the opportunity for us to repent, to turn from our sins, to get it over again. But the good thing about this is this is not a manifestation of 2022. This is a manifestation of life. Every day, God gives us fresh mercies, like the dew on the grass. Every day, his perpetual love releases grace, the ability to do what we couldn't do unless God was doing it through us, but also the grace to get through life. It's God's unmerited favor. It's his favor, his hand, his blessing over our lives. This is critical that we understand that God really wants us to be successful in him. But let me tell you something. Success in him is not necessarily what the world deems as successful. Because you can be successful in him being obedient and wind up in a pit. Ask our friend Joseph, one of the patriarchs of the faith. Or you can be successful in the faith and wind up being lied on. Ask Joseph again. And then Joseph tells us more that as we went on, he went to prison, but eventually he became the prince of Egypt. But all of these stages were part of his stage of development. It was part of what God was calling him to do for the central purpose of the kingdom of God. He gets a call. Then after the call, we do our ministry after the ministry. We are engaged in purpose and everyone's call and everyone's ministry and everyone's purpose 
is uniquely designed to your spiritual DNA. Everyone. So there's no reason to be jealous about what someone else is doing. So as we get into today's lesson, I want you to be encouraged. I want to help you on this road to getting a new mindset for a new year. That was the last um, podcast of uh, 2021. It's 2022 now, and it's time for us to get rolling. It's time for us to get started. And there's so many things that you know that God have released unto you and told you that you need to get done. But the practical way of approaching this is to write down the things that God said and do one thing at a time. Look back on it and say, it is good. Don't rush it. Don't try to make things happen. Don't manufacture the blessings of God. But walk out your salvation day by day, process by process, moment by moment, and wait to see what the Lord is going to do. So today, um, we're almost coming up on a year of podcasts, and, and I know it's coming up soon, uh, our, my anniversary, or our anniversary, because you guys have been tremendously wonderful, tremendously wonderful. I want to ask that if you have not subscribed to go ahead and subscribe to this podcast. If you have not met the challenge this year, I've challenged you, but I challenge you again to send this podcast to somebody that's in your sphere of influence or several people that's in your sphere of influence and allow them to become a part of the kingdom influencing nation. Kip Nation, guys. Kip Nation. Listen, today I want to talk about setting the stage for kingdom influence. This is a podcast number 52. Can you believe it? I can't, but it is. But there are three stages of kingdom influence that we need to be clear on. Wisdom, of course, is the principal thing, but above all thy getting, get thyself an understanding. So I want you to get an understanding of what you're doing, of how this process works. Now, there are variations and deviations and exception to the rule, but this is my life and I believe it's a life that God has given me to model for other people not because of my perfection because believe me you already know there's no perfect human being in the earth just Jesus Christ himself but what I do want you to acknowledge today is the power of God to change your life so then let's look at um the first stage. The first stage is the call. The call. Everybody in life at the point that you receive your salvation, the point that you accept Jesus Christ in your life as your Lord and Savior is going to get a call to do something. Now, it's not a telephone call, but it is a nudging of the Lord to do something that you've never done. And as you grow in the faith, he calls you. I mean, my first call was to be a Sunday school teacher. And uh, that was interesting because all I wanted to do when I got saved is be a good church member. And my life was like that. I just wanted to be a good church member. I didn't want to, you know, act necessarily get involved. But sometimes God calls us to get involved either in the church or in the marketplace 
but he calls us to get involved in the kingdom work. And so the call allows us to get our feet wet, if you will. It allows us to begin tune-up, to begin the work of the ministry, where we begin with prayer, and we begin with studying. We learn how to praise and learn how to tithe and learn how to give. and We just learn all of the tenets of the faith to help us be successful in our future ministry. So the call is an obedient individual response to the invitation of servanthood in the kingdom. It's the first time that you tell God, hey, God, whatever it is you want me to do, I'll do. And then God takes it from there. It's your call and not necessarily preaching, but doing something in the ministry that's relevant to your infancy development. If you will, we go through stages of infancy and adolescence and adulthood and ministry, just like growing in the natural realm. We grow in the spirit realm. And so when you first get involved, you get that call and you begin your process. And maybe it is being a faithful church member, but whatever it is, you'll know what it is. It will distinguish you from where you've been before. It will be a change in the current of your life. It will cause you to have to develop a relationship with God in order to grow in the process of being, uh, how do you say it, faithful to your call. The second thing that happens in our life is ministry. After you've been called, it's not too long later that you'll find out what your ministry is, what it is that God has actually called you to. And my ministry, I went through a series of, of, of calls and a, uh, a series of, you know, I did Sunday school, I did, uh, I sang in a choir. Uh, I was a deacon. I was, um, uh, what do you call it? Sunday school teacher. I did homeless ministry, shelter ministry, taught on the campus of Howard University. My wife and I, she did, uh, uh, I did Drew Hall and she did the quad. And uh, there were just seasons in our life where we were doing ministry, ministry from, from different purposes. But that wasn't the ministry that God was calling me to do. These were, if you will, roots of the call. And the call led me in these different areas of ministry until eventually I got called to be the pastor of a church. And that was, that was my first introduction to what I was going to be doing for the bulk of my life. I was going to be in pastoral ministry. I did a lot of things in my call, but I finally got to the place where I knew that God wanted me to be in pastoral ministry. So the shelter ministry, the homeless ministry, the campus ministry, the Sunday school, the deacon, the minister on staff, all of these things, assistance of the pastor, came together to build a foundation for me to operate in ministry. All right. So let's talk about what ministry is. Ministry is a series of deliberate divine exercises designed to introduce us to the massive work of the kingdom and to test capacity and depth of calling. So your ministry may be Sunday school. That may be where God is calling you to be and stay. Your ministry may be 
to the homeless. Your ministry may be to campus. Your ministry may be to be a deacon. Your ministry may be to be on the, the, the ministry of the board of trustees. There's so many different facets of ministry that you can be on that really represent the place of your highest and best use. Your highest and best use. So um, ministry involves commitment of your time, your treasure, and talents. Ministry involves commitment of your time, treasure, and talents. It's not just a test of your ability, because a lot of people have ability, but it's a test of your availability. Are you available for God? Will you do anything for God? Will you do what God is calling you to do? Will you set out, set aside time from your schedule, from your daytime, or from your Google calendar? Will you set aside time to be used by God on a regular basis? So how serious are you? And how much fire can you take? Ministry answers this question. Because when you go into ministry, there are going to be a lot of things that happen to you that are seemingly negative. But as we mature, we realize that all things work together for the good to those who love the Lord and are the called according to his purpose. I think one of the biggest things that people are affected by is what we have deemed or given it the title uh, or nomenclature, church hurt. Church hurt. Uh, let's talk about that just for a minute because that's one of the fires that you can go through. Do you realize that everybody who operated in the ministry or in the ministry of the kingdom has church hurt? I really believe now looking back on my life and having over four decades of ministry to look at that God uses hurt or disappointment or betrayal in the church to strengthen the core of our character. The Bible already tells us to put our trust in no man and our trust should always be in the Lord. Trust in the Lord. Lean not to thy own understanding and all thy ways acknowledge him and he will direct thy paths. Yes, sure. Church hurt has a way of, of giving you a setback but I always believe that a setback is a set up for something great that God wants to do in your life. In other words, the fire of church hurt helps to bring you out shining like pure gold. It melts all of the impure metals that are not a part of what God wants to uniquely do in your ministry. And later on, even as you get closer to your purpose, which is the third stage, you will find out that had you not gone through what you went through, that you would not be properly prepared for your purpose. Hey, the mastermind of God, all things working together. And so there are some times where we will be hurt in the church. I mean, you're hurt on your job. You can't be on your job and not be hurt. I played in athletic teams. I got hurt physically. I got hurt emotionally. There are times when we all get hurt in life. Life is full of hurdles of hurt. Hurdles of hurt. And guess what? We've got to learn to leap over them because while we're smarting and while we're plotting our revenge, people are going on about their life. Uh, asking God to have forgiven them or they don't even know you're hurt and they're living their life and the poison 
of revenge and the poison of vengeance and the poison of animosity and anger is actually seeping into your system and destroying your blessings. So we learn to forgive so that we too can be forgiven because we all sin and fall short of the glory of God. And no matter how great you are and how spiritual you think you are, you've hurt somebody too. We've all hurt somebody. We've all disappointed someone in the course of our walk in life. And so sometimes we reap what we sow and other times it's just a, a hurdle specifically designed for us to overcome so that we can be the better person forward at the end of the day. So don't be derailed by church hurt. So, so listen, listen, let's, let's move on. I want to make sure that we get into uh, this uh, third, per third purpose or third stage, which is purpose. So let me say one more thing about ministry and then we'll get ready to close. Ministry is preparation for his purpose, for choosing you as the elect of God, according to his divine foreknowledge. You are rejected by men, but you're chosen by God, sanctified by the spirit for obedience and kept by the power of God. You were chose to do your ministry. And even though you're rejected by men, you were chosen or called or elected to be part of God's uh, uh, soldiers and God's army to be in his ministry and you're sanctified by, by the spirit of obedience and kept by the power of the blood. Just think about that. And the blood is efficacious. It never loses its power. So God has the ability to keep you in ministry through everything that could derail you, kill you, uh, cripple you, uh, handicap you, any anything that will come against you, God is able to lift up a bloodstained banner against the enemy. So then let's look finally at stage number three. Stage number three, purpose. Purpose is the reason you were born and the reason God called you in the first place. See, you have the call, you have your ministry, but then you have, watch this, his purpose, the call that's unique to you. Then it's your ministry, the things that you do that actually glorify you more than they glorify God. And then his purpose, the purposes of God glorify God. It is the reason again that you were called in the first place. So let me give you five points to, to just sink into your spirit. As many of you are going to be transitioning the purpose, you're going to be the new vanguard in the army of God. And God is going to be showing you why you were put in the earth. That's an expectation. God, show me why I was put in the earth. So here's some points around surrounding the third stage of the ministry of, of development, of kingdom development uh, called purpose. So here we go. Number one, purpose is a type of reward for your demonstrated faithfulness to the call of ministry completed through the ever-flowing grace of Almighty God 
And this has kingdom implications. It's a blessing for God to allow you to get to the place of your purpose. Whatever that is. You know, some people, and let me let me say this, because sometimes purpose can either can even can even be, excuse me, can even be negative. Now, let me let me share this with you. Look at Judas kissing Jesus. Do you know that that was Judas's purpose in the earth? His purpose was to identify Jesus as the anointed one, the son of God, so that he could be taken so that the will of God can be fulfilled in the earth. So everyone doesn't get the kind of purpose that they want, but you'll, gotta, you'll get the purpose that you need. I'm praying that God will give you a purpose that glorifies him, but purpose always glorifies God. Always glorifies God. See, number two, your purpose will affect people that you will never see. It fits in the established order of sustainability and the perpetual nature of God. That kiss that Judas gave Jesus fit for our salvation. That kiss gave us our salvation because of his death, because of his burial, and because of his resurrection. But he had to go to the cross and he had to be identified in order to go there. But there are things that God wants you to do that's part of your purpose. It may be uncomfortable for you, but here's the thing. When you get there, you will have all the tools necessary to be what God has called you to be. And this purpose is serving a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory in Christ Jesus. So watch this. Number three, your purpose brings God glory because it fulfills his will, not just in the earth, but for the kingdom impact and influence. Your purpose is like the seed of a tidal wave. And when that tidal wave hits, it goes all over the place. It spreads itself in unprecedented places. And you don't know its impact. And I know I'm using tidal wave and you may not be the best illustration in terms of uh, 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 positive results, but it is the best illustration in terms of impact, influence, being able to reshape, being able to change, being able to alter, being able to create new pathways. And so what I'm saying to you is your purpose has a great, great, great design, a unique design in God's kingdom. And so you want to get to purpose. You want to do the call. You want to complete your ministry. And then you want to step into your purpose. Number four, per fulfilling his purpose is a distinct honor. And that will bless you and your family lineage for ages to come, for ages to come. And finally, number five, your purpose uses everything that you have learned through your call and ministry. However, it converts them, the things that you've learned, for a higher purpose, which will require you to embrace a culture of leadership or marketplace ministry that is previously uncharted for you and yet meticulously, divinely designed for you. Accept your purpose, whatever that is. Embrace your lack of understanding and allow God to teach you why he's called you, why you were in ministry, and now 
what your purpose is in the earth. Allow him to let the plan of God that was birthed in you before the foundation of the world actually begin to operate throughout the earth. Yes, it's uncharted, but it's designed specifically for you. And as long as you stay in partnership with God, you will succeed in the things of the kingdom. You are listening to the Kingdom Influencing Podcast. We've been talking about setting the stage for kingdom influence. I hope this bless you. I hope it helps you. And I really, really hope that you'll share this with other people in your sphere of influence. And make sure, if you haven't done it, that you subscribe. All right, go now and influence the nations. God bless you, and we'll see you next week.